3: It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there.
0: Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control, in the dock! Oh, my! Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. 1093 I guess you don't have to but you need to he hits one
4: high and deep left field Kane shading the eyes at the track and it is gone
0: let's get to it here's your host Gary Darby
4: And we welcome you in, my people. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Gary, Chuck Yancey in the studio. Thoughts with Gordon. We'll get him back with us again on the program at some time. And we thank you for being a part of the program as well. What we like to do is tell you the text message line at 662-426-1093. That is 662-426-1093. As we get this baby started today, men, we are in the, the merry month of May and well, we're going to have a basketball coach on the show. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Lots of things happening in in all of the sports, and we'll uh, throughout this take your text messages. We'll talk about some of the others. Softball's made their seventh straight NCAA regional. We'll get into different things there. Uh, we will have to address, I'm sure, in in Yancey your five things, uh, some things about uh, the the baseball situation as it is and where we are with uh, the three regular season games. That are left, but, boy, what a disappointing, disappointing weekend in Oxford.
5: Yeah, obviously three of my five thoughts are going to be on that showing. You know, just they quit. i just tell it like it is. I and don't it, believe that. You don't? No. I think after uh, Kemp didn't make that catch in the sixth, seventh inning, bases loaded there, Ole misses down a run or two, and they just, from that point on, they got a hit, scored those three runs, put the game away. They just, I didn't see any fight. I don't know. It was, uh, it was embarrassing. Well,
1: I, I, I certainly think they're demoralized, and I certainly think that their heads are hung, but you don't get to this level and, and quit. I think that's a terrible word to say about any collegiate athlete that's got any pride whatsoever. Certainly their performance is bad. Certainly things did not go their way this year for sure, uh, but I know some of these kids.
5: I do, too. They're not quitters.
1: I, I, well, They're not quitters. That's that's too strong.
5: Yeah, maybe that's a bad word. They are demoralized. There's no question yeah, about that. Yeah, it's a mental game. There's yeah. no doubt about it. No
1: question it. I mean, about outside that. Outside of
5: golf, it's the most mental game in sports. I mean, because it is a lot of one-on-one uh, when you are playing in baseball and the confidence is shot. But, uh, Chuck, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I did not see any zilch fight in them after that play for I can't
1: argue with that.
5: So I don't know what you call it, but that's what it is.
4: Well, let's get into those uh, five things, if you don't mind. They're brought to you by our friend Steve Grantham and his Outback Steakhouses, nine of them in the states of Mississippi that he's a part of, and, of course, Tennessee.
5: Yeah, Chucky's probably not going to like some of these. But uh, <laughs> thought, right. number one, this past weekend was the first time I've ever watched a Bianco coach team and thought to myself that the players could give one iota if they were on the field or not. I'm not saying they have quit, but their motions this weekend told me they did. This brand, the brand of baseball that was di- displayed over the weekend, was an embarrassment for Bianco, Ole Miss, and every single player that calls themselves a baseball player. Thought number two: the last seven games of the season, the Ole Miss pitching staff gave up 85 runs for a team. ERA. They gave up double-digit runs in all but one of those games. The prior 15 games, Chucky, they gave up a total of 84 runs for a 5.6 ERA. They were getting better and better on the mound, and then just I don't know what happened. Was it the injuries to uh, Braden Jones and Mitch Morrell to go with the other injuries on the staff? I don't know. Thought number three, I'm not so sure that getting knocked out of the postseason this early is such a bad thing for this team. They now have a chance to get a leg up on their competition and spend 100% of their time with roster reconstruction for the 24 season. Thought number four, I'm not sure if anyone is paying close attention, but what Coach Chris Beard is doing with this roster is simply amazing. The Rebels have committed arguably the top two centers in the transfer portal with more big men being targeted. If Ole Miss can land an impact point guard, they have a chance to come straight out of the gates in that season and not only compete for an NCAA bid, but have a chance to advance. And my last thought of the day, I like what Coach Cutcliffe, excuse me, what Coach Lane Kiffin has done with losing another batch after losing another batch of players at the portal. He added a very solid rotation piece in the trenches with Georgia Techs, a Stone, and then things are headed in the right direction to get their highest rated defensive back portal signee, Deshaun Gottle by summer's end, and the Rebels look to be the team to beat for another interior defensive lineman in Nebraska, Stefan Wynn. Despite losing 33 players to the portal this year, the Rebels are still ranked number 16 in the country from the transfer portal. I'm not sure if Lane still holds the crown as Portal King, but he's still right up there near the top. That's
4: it. All right, my friends, this portion of the show is brought to you by First South Farm Credit. Over 100 years of experience supporting communities and agriculture. They're ready to guide you through your financial journey at First South Farm Credit. Chuck Yancey gave us about 30 pages of of information here that we'll get to in in the second half. He killed a few trees on this segment, didn't he? We got (laughs) a lot lot of stuff to get to uh, in the second portion of the show. But next, we're going to talk some basketball. We'll get into that in a little bit. Coming up, you're listening to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline.
2: or visit oxfordortho.org.
0: You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
4: All the text messages that are coming in are talking about baseball rosters, basketball rosters, football rosters. Guys, our segment at 630, we're going to get into all of that, do the little roundtable discussion uh, with the three of us, and we'll, we'll dig into all of that, okay? If you have any other things you want, it's 662-426-1093. I'm Gary Chuck Yancey here, and now we welcome back to Ole Miss Assisted Basketball Coach Al Pinkins. Coach, how are you?
7: I'm doing well. How about you
5: guys?
1: We're
4: great. We're doing
5: great, Coach. Uh, first, I want to ask about Patton. You know, the last time you were here, our boys were about seven, eight years old, nine, and I know he's a big time basketball recruit now. But just tell us how how your boys doing.
7: He, you know, he's having a a really good uh, eybl uh, circuit. He's on that circuit and he's playing really well, averaging about seventeen a game. Uh, about five rebounds, three or four assists. He's uh, he's playing well. He's on a really good team. JL three out of Houston uh, with some other talented guys. They have a really good team, and and he's having a good year. Good circuit.
5: Well, I know how much that your wife enjoyed being in Oxford the first time, and I know that had been a big sale to come back this second time. How does it feel back to be in Oxford?
7: It felt like I never left. The people here, the community, uh, you know, the the outreach when we took the job, just visiting with people that were here last time. I worked here. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, This is a great place, small community, where, you know, everybody knows everybody. My kids play sports here, which is, you know, a big part of, of this community, so To be honest with you guys, it really felt like I never left once I got back here, you know.
1: Coach, uh, (laughs) I've always considered you the the big man whisperer, so to speak. Uh, (laughs) Murphy and Holloway and and Reggie Buckner were never better than when you coached them. Uh, Your first round here, that was pretty satisfying with those two
7: guys, wasn't it? two great kids and you know I always tell people you know coaching is kind of what the kids put into it you know we give them the formula and those guys have to really work at it you know to improve and those two guys it maybe took them a little bit to you know to get the trust in and me because I came in here and those guys were already here but once we Once we developed a relationship and and they knew what I was trying to get out of them, I think both of those guys really bought in and you could see their improvement and they both, you know, became all SEC guys and and really worked at it. So a, a lot of it was me, but really most of it was, you know, those two guys really putting in the work, you know, to get better
1: coach I, I realize you can't talk about kids individually that you guys are recruiting and and have committed but uh from a general standpoint we we've been kind of like the runts of the SEC around for, <laughs> for for several years now I mean we've had one big man here and there but uh you guys are going after some length and and, and I love it
7: yeah you to compete in the SEC – you got to have length. You got to have athleticism, uh, and, and and that's part of being in this league. That's what this league's all about. So we're going to recruit really athletic guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot. That's kind of our formula, uh, and and we we've, we've been pretty successful at it uh, up to this point. Uh, a couple of more pieces that we have to add to bring this team to to be whole. But uh, we feel good about the recruiting class and, and the guys that are coming back.
1: Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask you about the, the guys coming back. What, what's your I, I know you and Coach Beard, Coach Flanagan probably sat down and evaluated all those guys. Uh, what's, your, what's your feeling about that core group that's returning?
7: We, we, we like them all. Uh, You know, Coach Davis and his staff did a really good job. They were really close, had a lot of really close games against some really good teams. Uh, We thought those guys were right there, Uh, just didn't finish a couple of games. So we like the guys that are coming back. We feel like they could bring, along with some of these recruits, uh, you know, some energy and toughness through the work this summer and the, the, the work this spring and the work we're going to do this summer. Uh, we, we feel good about every one of these guys that are coming back. Coach,
1: you've worked with Coach Beard before at Texas Tech when y'all had that great run. What's the culture of Old Miss basketball going to be like under Coach Beard?
7: With, with us and, and, and these kids, you know, class, academics, you know, we have a formula. We're going to make sure they go to class. Uh, we're going to make sure they get up every morning and they're eating the right way and eating the right things. Uh, FEM study is huge. It's a huge part of our program. These guys are going to know their strengths and weaknesses through FEM. You know, we're, we're also uh, with the skill work. You know, that's a big part of our process, day-to-day skill work. Uh, the team practice will be huge, and uh, we'll be one of the best teams in the SEC in the community. You'll see us out in the community uh, doing community service. So, we, you know, we have a formula that's worked before, and, and we're going to continue with that formula. And uh, we'll, we'll have some kids that will work really, really hard on the court and off the court and doing the things that we believe in.
1: What what's the style we can anticipate? Does it depend on the, the personnel, or do, does Coach Beard and, and yourself and Coach Flanagan have a specific style you you want to try to recruit to?
7: Well, we're we're recruiting to to Coach Beard style, which will be five out. Uh, you you've seen his Texas teams, you've seen his Texas Tech teams. Where you know we're not going to change what we do offensively. We're recruiting to a five out uh, offensive style where. You know, the ball can really, really move, screening, passing, spacing, and uh, really let players be players, you know, not not necessarily one, two, threes, and fours. It's kind of positionless basketball. It's kind of what, you know, college basketball and NBA ball is turning into. You know, you, you put the players in space and allow them to go make plays and uh, really reading the defense. So we'll, we'll continue that. Uh, as we did at Texas Tech and as Coach did at Texas uh, when he was there as well.
5: Coach, having the opportunity to coach with uh, Coach Beard before, what is what makes him such a great recruiter? Obviously, you are putting in the time, and, and, and it takes a, a team of recruiters. But, he, you know, he goes to Little Rock, he turns around in the first year, they win 30-plus games, advancing the NCAA, same thing at Tech, over at Texas, where Texas is more of a blue blood, you can understand them getting some recruits. But then here at Ole Miss, y'all are just knocking it out of the ballpark. I mean, what what is giving y'all the edge?
7: I, I think anything with, with Beard, you know, you watch his teams and you watch his success in recruiting and winning on the floor. I think is preparation. I think even in recruiting, uh, like I said, even in winning games and and all the games that he's won, I think he's. His preparation uh, is is second to none. Uh, And and what he's selling, you know, he he understands what he's selling here at at Ole Miss. Uh, Each one of the coaches that's on his staff, you know, have worked with them before. So selling his assistant coaches, selling Ole Miss and, and selling our brand of play. And really, our process, our process that I talked to you guys about here just a couple of minutes ago, you know, going to class, eating the right way, lifting weights, skill development. I think really selling that and kids seeing what he's done at different places uh, it is making recruiting easier. Is it easy? No, it's never easy, but it's making it easier for us uh, because of what we're selling.
1: Coach, we're hard up against a break, but last question—you said earlier there are a couple more pieces y'all are looking for. What what positions are those? If you if you can expand on that real quickly.
7: Yeah, really, really the main piece is is adding a point guard. Uh, we feel like we need to add another ball handler, a point guard that can and can really distribute the ball, dribble, pass, and shoot. Like I said, kind of our formula. You know, we. We, in a perfect world, we would love to sign 13 guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot the ball at a high level. Uh, and if you have 13 guys on your team that could do that, you're going to be really good. So the, 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 the missing pieces of point guard, I think quite a few people know that. We know that. Uh, we're working night and day trying to find one that can fit what we do. Uh, and hopefully here shortly we'll, we'll land one.
1: All right buddy thank you so thank much. You, coach. Great, Appreciate it. Howdy buddy my man. Great information. Appreciate you.
7: Thank, thank you guys. Anytime.
5: Thanks coach.
0: And go, reps. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline. Presented by Canon Motors. Coming up next.
4: Text message line again is 662 426 1093. 426 1093. Big thanks to Coach uh, for coming on and talking a little basketball with us. How about that, dude? That was Man, good information. I'm telling right? you.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, he's he's special. He's special, and I just remember what he did with Murphy Holloway and Reggie Buckner. Yeah, uh, I mean they were good players. They were athletic, tremendous players. But he put them over the, he put them over the hump.
4: Guys, during that offensive time, they really didn't have plays run for them. It's like he said, it was a lot of space. You had the shooters outside, right? That did things, and then Murph and Buckner just went and got it. Like, yeah. they just went and got the yeah. basketball, took it off yeah. the rim, and ended up with a double-double, most of the time for Murph, anyway, along the way. And that's all one want and to you're and you're desire, see, like Coach said.
1: You're going to see that kind of development with, with who they recruit, too, as far as on the big guys, for sure, because they're going to be in good hands with Al Pinkins, so I can promise you.
4: And that last part of the show brought to you by the Farese Group. they your partner in retirement. Nearly two decades of expertise helping retirees invest and distribute those savings. They have locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, and Baton Rouge. Give them a call toll free 1-877-327-3735. And you know, a couple of text messages. One from Setochoy said, "Hey guys, this must see for Coach Beard is the first time he faces Texas in an SEC game. I think that you know we've 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 seen similar things when he left Texas Tech to to Texas. That will be interesting, yes. But a couple of years down down the road before we get that, I don't,
1: I'm going to tell you something. A guy like Coach Beard." I don't think he cares he who's won't. on the other, other right. bench. He won't. He just wants to coach.
4: <laughs> uh, and so the the question uh, is, Chuck, how big of a shakeup do you think there will be in the baseball roster?
1: Well, I think a, a big shakeup because you're losing Huge. a lot of players. And it, they've already signed 19 high schoolers. Uh, 11 of those are pitchers. They've got a couple of commitments, and they still hadn't hit the transfer yeah, the, portal the, yet. The, the Juco out of Clinton. Hines,
4: second yeah. baseman Connor Chisholm hit 419 at Hines, and apparently a, a burner on the base paths committed. Yeah. So they got that. And, of course, the stolen second base was not a part of Ole Miss's game this year. And it's it hasn't at times throughout you know Coach B's yeah. time, but they do get that opportunity if Chisholm can, can get on the field, right?
5: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, there's going to be – I mean, there could be as many as eight. Position players gone this year. Um, I know that Groff, They're really in serious talks about him staying. Uh, Leje, I think, but you know he might have played himself into getting drafted high enough where he goes to the draft. We'll see. And then the rest of them, you know, we'll see. McCants and Shotney do have eligibility left, and be interested to see what happens with them. And then the rest of the guys, uh, they either graduated or, or you know, they're going high in the drafts.
4: But so, Colarco and Woods were the only ones honored on Senior Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you got a lot of those draftable guys, yeah. and so you'll have to wait and see.
1: Well, uh, I, th- I look for a huge shakeup.
4: I do. I, I'm I'm the same way, and, and I, I think, think
1: it needs one. I'll and, be honest with and you. And another yeah, three, yeah. four,
4: portal, at least. Oh, yeah. And from a pitching standpoint, I'm a thinking, couple of those.
5: I'm thinking seven, eight
4: they, pitchers. They have. No, they, no, have portal, to, portal. Portal. They, they have
5: got total portal. Total portals. They have got to bring in. Year.
1: They have got to bring in two. To four weekend pitchers i just have to and i'm not talking about starters uh, necessarily just guys that can contribute on the weekend two innings here closer starter on sunday whatever got to have three or four of those guys i think
5: and the portal they got three i mean stud pitchers coming in um Two of them are left-handers. I mean, how about that? Uh, It's been a long time since that's happened. But uh, you know, what? What? Yeah, high school guys. I mean, I'm talking studs. uh, What? But they're not in the top fifty, and that's but Yancey. But Yancey.
1: Quinn and Sonya were supposed to be that's studs.
5: I, I mean, it's hey, tough to walk in. I, I here know from it high is. school. That's why they got to go seven, eight portals.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, yeah. And I think Sonya and Quinn are going to be good in the uh, future. They're going to be good, but they but they they're weren't this good. year. I yeah. mean, it, it's they, they were have, babies. Yeah, they
5: were babies. They got they got treated like Hunter
1: freshmen. Elliott at the end of last year. To me, was an aberration more than a normal thing. A, a, a freshman pitching like he
5: pitched yeah. was.
1: That's not normal.
5: No, it's not. Not even Pomerantz came in there the very first year doing that like he did. Or Lance Lynn or any of them. Ellis and all those I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just – it's very hard to have that kind of impact their freshman year. Look, I mean, there's just so many question marks. What happens with Hunter Elliott? Uh, you know, he had the hybrid Tommy John where it does it take his long to rehab. Is he going to be in time, uh, you know, ready in time for next year or not? You know, that's going to be a question more. What happens with Mallets in the draft? Does he get drafted high enough to come back? If he doesn't, you got your closer there. You got your ace back. You got two guys there, you know, that we just talked about, Quinn and, and Sonia, that, uh, you know, really started coming on. You know, had glimpses and flashes you feel like you can get there. So a lot of it is going to really depend on the draft. Sure. I mean, as it always does, but this year it seems like there's a lot more at stake. Well, that's with because this year's draft.
1: that's because there's more question marks this year. Exactly. I mean, after coming off this kind of a season, I mean this this terrible of season, uh, there are a lot of question marks yeah. about this program.
5: Yeah, and like I said, it might have been a good thing for them to end their season so they can. I mean, they should be recruiting right now. I mean, that's all their devotion. Yeah. This weekend, I hope they play nothing but players that haven't played this year. Let's see what they can do. Let's get a weekend at least. See what they can do for next season, right? This is your trials. We've seen what the other guys could do. Let's see what the new guys could do. Let's see what three or four of these pitchers that I pitched this season. Let's see what they could do. Gary and I had that talk and he said, well, you'll burn a red shirt. Nobody's staying five years in college unless you're not, unless you're selling insurance after college. You don't use your fifth year in college unless you have two-year arm injuries and things of that nature. What, what is the point in a red shirt right now? So, I mean, I think this last weekend should be trials for next year's club. That's the way I would treat it.
4: Text messages brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw, ccmoxford.com. Uh, we're up, I guess we got about a minute and a half. Do we want to do injuries here or we want to wait and, and catch that after the break? <sighs>
5: I mean, you know, there's so many. Braden Jones, he pitched, uh, came back. He, velocity was down, still a little. Morell's out. Um, you know, Hunter Elliott's still out. Uh, Carleco came back in. He played this weekend um, from a baseball perspective. Uh, uh, what's the other one? The other pitcher that got hurt earlier this year. Parento. Parento. he's been out for the yep. season. He's out. So, nothing's really changed except for the first baseman came back.
4: Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. It's OxfordOrtho.com. Back with more in a minute.
0: I like coconuts. You can't break them open. And they smell like ladies lying in the sun. real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or
6: If you ever like, a find your road.
0: Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Tupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, and with Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee, Outback Steakhouse. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors.
3: Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Yufi Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Ufi Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network.
4: Now we're going to get into some basketball and football roster information. Play a little game with Chuck about who would contribute and who wouldn't off this uh, transfer portal list. Both ways on the Ole football team as we talk with you here uh, for the now big portion of the show. Gary, Chuck, and Yancey back with you here on a Monday night in the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, the recruiting segment, as, as, as we'll kind of... Uh, get to as well, brought to you by the Grove Collective. The mission is to enhance the NIL opportunities of all Ole Miss student athletes, giving them the level of protection and guidance in the NIL marketplace. It is the Grove Collective. So let's start with the, the basketball guys and, and the thing that we were talking about through the break that I liked in hearing uh, from Coach was, uh, the pace in space, up and down the floor offensively, move it around, space it out, give those big guys some room to crash the boards, your point guard's a chance to work. As he said, that's the way of the, the big timers in and uh, not just the SEC, but the NCAA. It's the NBA game, and this roster right now it looks really good on paper. We'll see what happens once they get them all in here and put it together.
1: Well, if you watch, which I know you do, watch yeah. the NBA, mm-hmm. you see Anthony Davis dribbling the ball up the court. Yeah. You, you know, you Kevin see, Durant. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you got to
4: have them all do that.
1: And, and that's what Coach Pinkins was saying. He wants 13 guys who can dribble and shoot and run the floor and defend. And that's that's beautiful. But, like I said – I'm tired of having being the runts of the SEC. I like this length. (laughs) Yeah, you're not gonna. And how they play them is fine with me. I I mean, that that's what they get paid to do is figure out the space and pace, like you say, right? But uh, but you can't, you know, you can't coach height. No, of, they're gonna have things... guards
5: now that are six five, six six, right, yeah. and centers seven foot four and seven foot two um, in the NBA. Just... If you think
4: about the, and I'm, a, and that's been where I've been. So you, you, I hope you guys understand that out there listening. The Golden State Warriors, who were so successful, and they had things called a death lineup, right? I mean, Steph Curry was short at uh, short for NBA standards, right? Six one, whatever he was, but everybody else was six six to seven foot tall and could. Move and switch and guard any position on the floor. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you've got these two bigger, bigger guys in, in say and Sharp, right, that have, that have committed to come in from Oklahoma State and, and from Western Kentucky, but everybody else. And then you, you, you go back to the break fields of the world of the, the other guys coming back. They're all interchangeable parts, so to speak, mm-hmm. at the two, three, and four spots, and that's what you got to have, too. And
5: this guy, look, the guy that uh, committed uh, Cameron Barnes, he's a lot like six 6'5", right? No, no, Cameron's Six ten. He's a 6'10". He, they list him as center, but he's really a stretch four. Type player. He can dribble it up and down the court, can shoot it from three. He's got that outside game that allows you to be able to switch up and cause, uh, you know, matchup problems there. The
1: highlights I saw against you, it wouldn't surprise me to see that kid play the three. I mean, and, and, and I mean, he
5: can shoot it, but it, you know, it's just good to get length again. And like you said, get guys that are six nine ten that can that can go up and down the court. Because his know, team, the only defend. one that could do that on the team this past year. The other six nine and above guys were strictly low post yeah. back to the you know, you're back to the. To, To the goal, they didn't have any kind of game to stretch and and cause problems. And now they're going to have that type of roster. And look, last year, Ole Miss, I forgot how many portals they brought in. I think it was five, if I'm not sure, maybe six. But not one of them were in the top 200 Right, three transfer portal. Okay, last year, the portals they picked up, not one was in the top 200 portals. All four of the portals that they've gotten this year are in the top 50. So, I mean, you know, they're bringing in, this is going to be a different group. Now, I'm going to give Kermit this. Now, the criticism that, Kermit was a hell of a high school recruiter, right? But what kind of did it in was the portal recruiting, the help now, and what Beard is doing on paper, right? Right. I mean, this – you know, like I said, they've got a chance. They get that impact point guard. They, I mean, we're not going to be talking about the NCAA. We're going to talk about how far can they advance. But they've got to get that difference point guard. And you saw what Coach Pinkins, how much he was stressing that. He said it two or three times, right? And so that is the missing piece right now. Now, they've already got one point guard, Austin Nunez, but he played sparingly there at Arizona State as a freshman. I believe he only got eight to nine minutes a game. So they've got to get that guy that has that experience, that's dynamic, that's the missing piece.
4: Do we have any players on the board that that would fill that role?
5: Well, Utah Valley State Trey uh, Woodbury is is that guy. I mean, that's the guy that they keyed in. They missed a the guy, uh, you know, that was from Marshall there that committed Mississippi State over the weekend. Uh, and Trey Woodbury's a guy that you know he's averaging about fourteen points, six rebounds. 4.7 assists a game. The assist numbers are high, so that tells you that he sees the floor well. So that's the only guy that we know about that things are very serious. But as you could hear with Coach Pinkins, you know, there's if they don't get Woodbury, uh, they're going to be. You know, we don't know that name yet. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be going on. And,
1: and that's while we're talking about this, certainly Beard is the catalyst, and his staff they, they, they're tremendous. I'm not taking a thing away from them, but let's be real honest here. The Ole Miss fan base needs a pat on the back, too, because they're providing the funds to sign these mm-hmm. kids in yep. the NIL, and I understand they had a tremendous uh, of real big donors two weekends ago that the Grove Collective put on, and they raised a ton of money for men's basketball, Coach Beard, you know, was there speaking and, and helping raise the money. And but Ole Miss fans deserve as, not as much credit as the coaches, obviously, but their share of the credit for what's happening right now. No. It's very similar to when Lane Kiffin was looked like he might be going to Auburn, Auburn. the Grove Collective all of a sudden started getting a lot of money.
4: Well, And with that, and the recruiters that you have brought in besides Beer and Pinkins that you talked to, in Flanagan, who's come a part of that staff too, the recruiting, those coaches have done with the stepping up of the Ole Miss people that's why this list looks like it does. Yeah, and,
5: absolutely. And, and, and let's be honest. Also, Beard is a proven commodity, right? He sure. goes a little out first first mm-hmm. year. They have yep. a losing team. He wins over thirty games in advances in the NCAA. Doesn't even only get there. Texas Tech by year two, they're in the lead. Uh, you know, uh, grade eight. Then they go to the uh, championship game. Heck, I think they went in overtime. I mean, they had a shot there to win it at the buzzer. That um, then he goes to Texas. We see what they did by year two. Everywhere he goes. So when those Players are looking at him developing these pass guys. He's a proven winner and, and the plans that he has from them, right? They're talking about eating right, going to class, all the normal stuff. But he really stressed Coach Peekins. You hear that? He said, you're going to eat right and lift right. He said that three or four times each one. So there's a plan for them to develop them and they're all trying to get developed to hopefully make that big buck. And then Man, there's also day.
7: a
1: plan to give them more money.
5: <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look, and that's probably hurt Carmen too. He did not have near the money last year to get those portals that. That beard has this year, but the reason they got the money is because they're excited about beards. So That's it's right. a two-way street. That's
1: right. That's right. And he's out raising it. Yeah. he's out. He's out doing his share to raise it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, I mean, he's did, got it going on. Did
4: you fellows think May fifteenth, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline for most of it would have focused on? Basketball? Well,
1: that's the hot ticket,
4: uh, right? right? Now. right? Chuck, Chuck's yeah.
5: been on this longer than me. I've probably been doing it 10, 15 years, Chuck, twenty, We've we, we probably <laughs> never talked about <laughs> men's hoops and commitments in May. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. That's
4: my point. Right? No. I mean, I it, and, It's and, exciting. And, and here it is. It is. And it's not over. It's, no, not, it's over.
5: not over. And, look, there is a fraction of diehard hoop Ole Miss fan base, and they've just been dying, and they're finally getting this opportunity to shine and I'm excited for them. I don't consider myself as much of a diehard as this group is. I mean, they live and breathe it. And I- I'm just excited for them.
4: All right. So let's let's play the game called yep. Contribute or Not. <laughs> yeah,
5: let's do that. Okay. So ro- roster construction. Um, you know, we've got eight minutes here. We're gonna go real quickly. We're gonna ask Chuck, the guys that left and the guys that come in, would they have contributed next year? I'm not talking about just get a few snaps. Would they have been a factor next year? So let's see if Ole Miss has hurt or helped themselves with this class that they're bringing in the transfer All right, portal. I've got the
4: pen ready for the okay, answers. Okay, here, here we go.
5: So you keep time. Uh We'll start off with the latest. Uh, Akello Stone, defensive tackle, Georgia Tech. Yes or no, will he contribute, Chuck?
1: Depth piece.
5: Depth piece. Tyrone Malone, would he have contributed? Yes. Left? Yes. Jabar and Hawkins, what he had contributed?
1: Uh, depth piece. Okay. He's he's. You need to tell them that Taiwan and JJ are guys transferring out.
5: That's right. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. Bratson Myers is leaving. No. What he had contributed? No. Casey Kelly is leaving a tight end. What he had contributed?
1: Well, the tight end room is so strong right now. I don't know if he would have or not, but his experience certainly would have put him up there. You know, I would say yes. Half or yes?
5: I'd say yes. <laughs> yes. Raymond Collins, I'm not even very familiar no. with him. Uh, he's coming in to Ole Miss. Uh, leaving Ole Miss is Roman Rashada, what he no. had contributed. Leaving Ole Miss is Davison Igabosun. Yes. Leaving Ole Miss is Tashim Johnson. Yes. Leaving Ole Miss is Eric Cade, offensive lineman. No. Leaving Ole Miss is linebacker Brandon Mack. Probably not. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of a question mark there. Yeah, there um, is a question mark. Okay, leaving Ole Miss, wide receiver, scat back, kinda Jalen Robinson.
1: Yes, he probably would have, but uh that room is, is so thick, I I don't I'm not worried
5: about him. Coming into Ole Miss, linebacker Monty Montgomery. Yes, he'll help. Coming into Ole Miss, Deshaun Gaddle Gaddy, excuse me, the corner.
1: Well, it's not for certain yet he's coming, but yes, he'll help if he does. Coming into Ole
5: Miss, Spencer Sanders.
1: Mm, probably.
5: Coming into Ole Miss, Walker Howard. Not this year.
1: Not this year, but down the future, yes. Right.
5: We're talking this year's roster. Yeah. Okay. Coming into Ole Miss, offensive lineman, Victor Kern. Yes. Depth piece. Leaving Ole Miss, safety, Deshaun Jerkins. No. Coming in, leaving Ole Miss, Kendrick Breedlove.
1: Mm. Corner. I'm going to say no.
5: Coming into Ole Miss, Offensive guard, Quincy McGee. Depth piece, yes. Leaving Ole Miss, linebacker, Austin Keys,
1: Yes, he certainly would
5: have. Leaving Ole Miss, wide receiver, Dennis Jackson. No. Leaving Ole Miss, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, Jalen Cunningham. No. Coming into Ole Miss, tight end, Caden Pre- Precorn. Absolutely. Leaving Ole Miss, defensive lineman, Isaiah Iten. Yes, he would have helped. I agree. Leaving Ole Miss, linebacker, Jaron Willis. No.
1: Miles Battle.
5: Leaving Ole Miss, uh, Miles Battle. Yes. Leaving Ole Miss quarterback, Luke Altmaier. No. Marshall Chris Marshall is no longer on the roster. Uh, coming into Ole Miss, wide receiver, Trey Harris. Absolutely. Coming into Ole Miss, safety, John Saunders. Absolutely. Leaving Ole Miss running back, Isaiah Woolard. Just on special teams, no. Say no. Leaving Ole Miss offensive lineman, Hamilton Hall. No. Leaving Ole Miss offensive lineman Tobias Braun. No. Coming into Ole Miss, place kicker Caden Davis is a kickoff specialist. Yeah, probably so. Coming into Ole Miss, defensive tackle Joshua Harris.
1: Yes, yes.
5: Coming into Ole Miss, linebacker uh, Jeremiah Jean Batiste. Yes. Leaving Ole Miss, Jack linebacker Damon Clowney.
1: I think he would have.
5: Leaving <laughs> Ole Miss, safety M.J. Daniels. No. L- uh Nope, nope. Keep paid Dent. That's it. So what is – No, Markevious oh, Brown, Reginald Hughes. Wait, both leave, leaving old Miss, Luke Schaus? No. Coming into old Miss, Marquivius Brown? We, we don't know that. Well, or we think leaving, he's or, coming back, and we
1: think Hughes is Reginald, coming back. Yep.
5: Leaving old Miss, Philanthel Fal- Carson? No. yep, no. So there you go. So how many right, would it me, contribute leaving. that we're bringing in, and how many leaving right, out leave, of the 33?
4: Leaving, he said, that would contribute was 10. Out of 33. And uh, coming in, 12. Out of 17. Yeah. So plus two. And, of course, you know, he gave some probables or sure. real Cs yeah. that, that are in there.
5: Yeah. But that's the way that I looked at it. How many players are you losing that would have contributed? And how many players are you bringing in that would have contributed? And, of course, the position they play and the position in need is huge as well. As we all know, they need another corner. We're keeping our fingers crossed with uh, Gaddy. There, um, you know they need another. Uh, they really need another edge rusher. Uh, Chuck, it looks like the James Madison kid looks to be uh, Zach Berry. Reported looks to be going to Auburn. That was a huge one right there. Um, need another interior uh, uh, defensive lineman. Stefan Went. That would have been good. Yeah. The huge one, Keon Coleman, wide receiver. I mean, I feel like he's a must. What are your feelings about that?
1: Well, it'd be he certainly be. Probably the replacement for Chris Marshall, I hope. I mean, I, I don't know that he's as fast as Marshall, but he's certainly a very good, very, very good wide receiver. What, what are you hearing about Diggs, the Diggs, running back? The running from back Notre Dame? I
5: think that's another big one, but LSU just offered him. He came in there, yeah, visited over there know, the weekend. I don't know. I,
1: certainly, he'd be a, a, a great piece to add. That room needs another running back, too. Bad. Yeah. bad. I mean, it just, I don't know about bad, but.
5: Well, it depends on what they're going to get out of the freshman running back, right? But like like you said, on the mound, right? I mean, it's just so hard now. The the easiest positions to make an impact on the football field, to me, have always been cornerback and running back. So, um, you know, and sometimes defensive tackle as well. Uh, But, you know, I I think, uh, you know, like we talked about, when you look at what's leaving, what's coming in, I think Lane has improved the roster.
1: And
4: still more to go. that's what it's about. Right, still
5: more to go. go. And still a lot more to go. I mean, he's got
1: plenty of scholarships.
5: Plenty of scholarships. I I just don't know what's
1: available that's real good. Because nobody
5: else can come in the portal, right? That window's closed. But there's a lot of them out there that still haven't signed. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to call it kind of a break-even. Break-even, yeah. We had, we had three or That's four fair.
1: starters that were leaving, you know, Tysheem Johnson.
5: Austin Keys. I thought, was a big one to me. Yeah, Austin uh, Keys. He's probably going to be a starter at Auburn. And Davidson and Taiwan and Malone. Those, yeah. those four to me were the, the biggies. Part
4: of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire, 54 locations, serving you since 1929. We'll come back and finish it up next.
5: She's all right. I don't know she's all right.
0: McGraw. McGraw Real Estate. Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline. Presented by Canon Motors. Coming up next.
4: Kind of put the wraps on a program here. We've talked some basketball, baseball, football, a little bit of all of it. Now some SEC and Ole Miss news brought to you by Van Atkins Jewelers, the South's leader in estate jewelry and diamond solitaires. They guarantee you that full satisfaction. And as their Chuck says, you know she's worth it. For the seventh consecutive season, Ole Miss softball got a bid into the softball championships. They'll go to Salt Lake City, and that starts on Friday. Ole Miss is the three seed. They'll play the two seed Baylor. The overall 15th national seed is Utah. They'll host it, and it's the number four seed Southern Illinois. almost actually played them in an early tournament and run-ruled them early in the season. And so it'll be noon on Friday against Baylor in softball, and the SEC sends 12 of 13 softball schools to the field of 64. Mississippi State's the only one that did not go and Vanderbilt, does not play.
5: Yeah, seventh year in a row, um, you know, with a couple uh, coaching changes. Uh, I'm, it's pretty impressive they were – not very good at the beginning of the year, but they playing really good ball. and Had a chance to events there in the tournament. The umpire said that uh, the, the player did lean in the ball, didn't lean into it or whatever. But uh, you know, um, they're 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 peaking at the right time.
4: Couple of minutes of other recruiting news that we didn't get to in those segments, and then uh, we'll good, bad, and ugly with Chuck. Uh, Chuck after that,
5: Musa Cisse, the number twenty-seven overall prospect in the portal, committed to Ole Miss. Talked about a marlboro seven-footer from Oklahoma State. Uh, he was actually, he's from Memphis, uh, Gary. Point Yep, and went to Memphis uh, his freshman year and was the AAC freshman of the year there. He's a defensive specialist, just like Jamar and Sharp. Uh, you know, both of them are guys that high block shots are averaging two or three blocks a game. Uh, he committed. And then in football, um, you know, you had a couple commitments that came this weekend, one from down the road uh, that I was very happy to hear about from Uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, His name is Patrick Broomfield. You know, I love those tall corners. Chucky, 6-2, picked Ole Miss over LSU and Oregon. they got seven football commits right now. Gary, six of them are from the state of Mississippi in this big year the state of Mississippi. State has one, so I really like the momentum Ole Miss has inside the state this year. Um, and then Georgia Tech defensive lineman, we just talked about him, Marlon Akil Stone. What I liked about him is his stats weren't terribly impressive, but if you look at it, he was voted a team captain, uh, before and during spring practice, and then voted the by the by his teammates is the best defensive lineman during spring drills. So a guy that is showing that he wants to get a lot better, you know. Chucky he said he's a rotation guy, but look, not everybody can be the starter.
1: Rotation guys are important.
5: Oh, they're critical in, in football. You've got to have every single little yep, role. No I'm question. The, there's only twenty two starters.
4: I like, as you said, and the year that is Mississippi, that on this list we see Picayune, Winona, Jackson, Pascagoula, and then Clarksdale, seeing those guys when it's a big year in the state to win those years. I think that's been the biggest thing. If you look back over I don't know how long is – the Ole Miss versus Mississippi State recruiting in-state guys, right? And yeah. I like to see, especially, you know, at the end of the year when that game is there, a lot of Mississippi kids on the roster. I think
5: Taren Perkins really set the tone for this year in the Mississippi recruiting. We saw the ripple down effect in 2013, I guess it was, the Camdiche class, and a lot of guys were coming after that because of the name. I think Perkins really set the tone to help them this year.
1: Let's Let's – Let's get to the crux of the matter though boys. Lane <laughs> go Kiffin, go money. <laughs> no, Lane Kiffin now has conceded that he needs to recruit Mississippi hard, sure, yeah. He didn't his first 2 years. Yeah. He wanted to go national. Everybody
5: does when they come into the yeah. Miss.
1: But <laughs> he he finally realized that there's good homegrown talent and we need to tap into that resource and they're doing it now. And yep. I and I and I congratulate them but Let's not forget the first couple years, we weren't tapping into that. No, not at all.
4: All right, hit some music back there, Mr. Rhino. Time for the good, the bad, and the ugly, presented by Big Delta Power Sports, 155 Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville.
1: Okay, the good, okay, i got to confess here, I've been getting really tired of the Rebel men's basketball team seeming to be kind of on the side of being runts in the SEC, Coach Chris Beard and his staff, if everything holds in regard to the commitments they have, will drastically change that, and that's a good thing. Jamarian Sharp is the tallest player in America at 7'4". Musa Cisse is 7'1". That's two upperclassmen. Then you have three younger guys in Cameron Barnes, Rashad Marshall, and Jacob Gazzo, who are 6'10", 6'9", and 6'9", respectively. But it doesn't stop there. The Rebs committed a 6'5", shooting guard from Georgetown and Brandon Murray. And there are high expectations that Auburn's Alan Flanagan might follow his father, Wes, who's now on the Rebel coaching staff, to Ole Miss, and he's a six-six shooter as well. Length, length, length. Ole Miss basketball will no longer be the runts of the SEC. The bad, thank goodness this baseball season is almost over and the home schedule is finished. This team's demise started with a couple of key injuries and just got worse and worse and worse. It's been bad, and this like this past weekend, lopsided losing series to Auburn at home, ugly too. But here's something I'd like to say after having said that. I've heard people say the team quit. I don't believe that. I do believe they're demoralized. I do believe they don't believe in themselves at this juncture as a whole. But I've been doing this a long time, and it's really rare to see college athletes just flat-out quit. They don't get to this level without being competitors who don't quit. Play poorly? Sure. Bad headspace right now? Absolutely. Quit? I don't buy it. As bad and as ugly as things have become.
4: All right. Great show. I enjoyed awesome. it. I, it was entertaining for me. I don't know if we entertained anybody else. G-Darb likes it. I did, too. And, Chucky, <laughs>
5: they, I don't think they quit one play. Look at what they did the last game against Missouri. It wasn't until the last game and a half that I thought they'd lay down. And I still think that.
1: Well. You've got on girl socks,
4: so what do you know? <laughs> and on that note, we're out. Uh, we'll do another one of these things Monday night at 6. Thanks to Rhino back in the studio at Jackson. Thanks to you people as well. So long.
5: howdy toddy.